What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. My name is Matt Primo, and if you're new to our channel, uh, every week we review a few movies, and uh, it's usually movies of your favorite franchises, or we do genres. Uh, we kind of go back and forth between all of them, to be honest with you. We just finished up Predator in review. Uh, Christian and I just finished up Die Hard in review. And for the next month, Christian and I will be watching and reviewing Kung Fu movies. And at the very end of the month, we will drop a top 10 episode. We're just going to talk uh, Kung Fu movies for 30, 45 minutes or however long it takes us. And we're going to run down our top 10 definitive list. I've already started watching, I think I've watched about eight so far. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of getting there. I'm Some of them, it's a mixed bag so far. Uh, I'm really waiting to watch closer to the time for the reviews that we have. We're going to be reviewing Ip Man, Karate Kid, uh, Enter the Dragon, and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon as well. So I'm hoping to get Ip Man and uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon out the way pretty quickly. I gotta watch all the It Man series, and then maybe the old Jackie Chan movies. I've watched a couple of the old Jet Li movies, and then obviously you got Jason Sam. You know, it's kind of a mixed bag with all these movies, because are they really kung fu movies, or are they just movies with a little bit of kung fu in it? That's kind of what I'm running into so far. Like I watched the movie War, and I'm almost finished with the movie The One, and they're not really kung fu movies. It's just... It has these martial artists in there, and they're just occasionally doing kung fu, and that's it. So it's kind of hard to make put those on my top ten list uh, overall when they're not really kung fu movies to begin with. So I really think this is going to be a tough, tough top ten list to put together. P to put a, together a definitive list that actually makes sense, it's going to be rather tough. But I was going through these these movies of what I wanted to watch for Kung Fu. And I came across Mortal Kombat. And I was thinking, you know what? We There's a Mortal Kombat movie, a brand new Mortal Kombat movie coming out in April. The new trailer, if you're listening to this uh, on Patreon, it came out earlier today. If you're listening to the public version, it will came out a few days ago. The trailer to the new movie just came out. So, I was thinking to myself, why don't I just review, for my particular series, why don't I just knock out Mortal Kombat? That way, when it's time for the new movie to come out, you know, hey, people can go check out the, the original reviews to begin with. So, today we are reviewing Mortal Kombat. And then, hopefully in the next couple of days, I'll have Annihilation down. Uh, if it's anything like I remember it, it's going to be terrible. But maybe it's so bad it's good. I don't know. Maybe. Doubtful. But speaking of Patreon supporters, you can go to patreon.com slash 2game. If you uh, want to consider supporting us, you can. We have a $5 tier, a $10 tier, and a $20 tier. Shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Edmonds, Eric Hernandez, and Sharon Petrie. We appreciate y'all supporting us each and every month. We got brand new mics, and I'm actually going to be in the process. Uh, I'm going to have to buy two more mics eventually. So that's that's what Patreon is there for right now. We're, 
the money that they give us each month is just being put right back into this podcast. So if you can support us, that is fantastic. We would love your support. If not, just by clicking and listening to our reviews, uh, it means the world to us. You can also check out our other podcast. It's a gaming nerd podcast called the Two Game Podcast. That is the number two. And you can search for that on all your favorite uh, podcast streaming apps as well. But what you're here for, you're here for Mortal Kombat. And I I have always loved this movie. I've always realized that it's a cheesy movie. And I did a 90s action movie series back in November. I reviewed nothing but 90s action movies. And at the very end of the month, I dropped a top 10 list. You can go check out those reviews. It'll be... Oh, that's, like, that's what some of the first reviews that I did. But I... I left Mortal Kombat off of my list for actually this particular reason right here because I wanted to review the series as a whole and not just have it shoehorned in to that particular series. So I did not include this in my rankings at all. I think if I had, it may, may have made my top 10 list for uh, for 90s action movies. But, but, and I'll get, to that into, get into that in a minute. The thing that holds it back that holds it back from being a truly great '90s action movie is yes, it's entertaining, but the action is not that great at times. In fact, I like I said, I'll talk about it in just a minute. So, I I'm I'm okay with where my list is still after reviewing this movie. But we're gonna jump into the plot, jump into some fun facts, and then I'll give you my my overall impressions of the movie, and then I'll give you my final rating, and whether you should buy this full price, get it on sale, or skip it altogether. So if you're new to Mortal Kombat, and before we start this review, I want to give a disclaimer out. I have played maybe two Mortal Kombat games. I'm not really a fighting game kind of guy. And that, I mean, that, at the extent of my fighting games... I've played a couple Mortal Kombat games. I played DC versus Mortal Kombat. I played one of the older Mortal Kombat's. I played a little bit of Street Fighter, uh, and then obviously Dragon Ball Z because I'm a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. I played, I would say, about three or four of those Dragon Ball Z games. But I'm just not a huge fighting game kind of guy. It just feels I'm I'm terrible at them to be honest with you. So I just stay away from them. But when I review this series, I'm going to review this at a, a whole movie kind of aspect. I'm not looking at whether it holds true to the games, whether it's accurate or it holds very close to the games or how far it strays away from it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold back this movie's uh, score based off how well it uh, how well it, made this video game movie uh, it's just it's going to be scored as a movie as a whole so if it suffers as a movie then that's going to the score is going to suffer and I mean let's be honest are there any great video game movies out there I don't know so I feel like we have to give these movies some credit because we're we're criticizing them for not holding to holding to the 
like the original concept of the video games and that puts it into a light where I don't think it could ever succeed. I don't think any video game is ever going to succeed. Video game movie will ever succeed based off of that. So I just wanted to give that a little disclaimer. Not a not a huge fan of Mortal Kombat. I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of the movies, but the games I like I like the concept. I like like the overall story and the characters and all that. But as far as playing them, I, I really couldn't tell you much about all the characters in general. Like, I don't know their backstories. I've just, I've played the games, fought them, and that's it. First off, the plot. Three unknowing martial artists are summoned to a mysterious island to compete in a tournament that will decide the fate of the world. This movie was directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. He's directed a bunch of the Resident Evil movies. He directed, I didn't know he directed this, uh, Alien vs. Predator and Event Horizon. And he also directed a the newest movie, uh, Monster Hunter, which just released this year. And before we jump in, before I get to the rest of this review, I will be reviewing Monster Hunter. I'm probably going to, if you're on Patreon, I'll probably be watching that movie tomorrow. So hopefully that review will be up in the next day or so. Hopefully. Uh, this movie was released on August 18th, 1995. It has a runtime of one hour and 41 minutes. It has a budget of $18 million, and it grossed worldwide $122.2 million. It stars Christopher Lambert, Lyndon Ashby, and I'm going to say this wrong. I'm a terrible American, guys. Sorry. Uh, Robin Shaw. I said it wrong. Sue me. And one thing before I jump into the fun facts, the runtime of the one hour and 41 minutes, this movie flies by. As inter- it is super entertaining, and that runtime, I mean, I checked my watch, and it's already an hour into the movie. I'm like, geez. I mean, this, this movie moves very, very quickly, and it's paced very well. But at the same time, I think that gets it gets held back a little bit because they're trying to do so much in that one hour and 41 minutes that it hurt, that it hurts like character development and a bunch of other stuff. Fun facts. Ed Boon, he was the co-creator of the original Mortal Kombat game. He starred as the voice of Scorpion. Jean-Claude Van Damme, he turned down the role of Johnny Cage to do Street Fighter. And I've, I haven't seen Street Fighter in probably 20 years. Maybe. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time. So I'm, I might have to watch that. I don't know if that would be considered a kung fu movie. Like martial artists, anything like that is going to be kung fu. I'm probably going to have to watch it. The film's soundtrack went platinum in less than two weeks. Um, the soundtrack to this film, I'm, I, I put this on Facebook. I don't know if it's a hot take. It probably is. But I think the theme song for Mortal Kombat might be the greatest theme song of any television show, of any movie, of anything. It might be the best theme song of all time. Of any type of media. The premise of the film was heavily influenced by Enter the Dragon. Huh. How convenient. We're going to review Enter the Dragon later this later this month. Cameron Diaz was on board to play Sonya Blade, but she broke her wrist while taking karate lessons uh, in order to pre- prepare for the role. Which is very interesting. How would this movie have been different if it was Cameron Diaz versus uh, 
I, I don't know her name off the top of my head. She, the the girl that played Sonya Blade in this movie, she's so like unemotional. Like she has one emotion the whole time. She's like one note, and she's very wooden as far as how she fights and whatnot. Apparently, she did all of her her own stunts, but I think just overall, she just looked very wooden. She looked very slow. Like, like I don't feel like they got like legit martial artists there to train them and then to help uh, choreograph all the fight scenes. And that really holds this movie back. If you're going to make a martial art movie where you're doing fights and kung fu and karate and you name it, then you better have a choreographer there that knows how to do that stuff and is going to make sure that it looks the best. Because otherwise, it just comes off as very lazy in this movie. And that's one of the things that I, I'm heavily criticizing it for. The fight scenes are just not that great. Overall, they're just bland and boring. And for a martial art movie, uh, that, that that's, a, that's a killer, I, I have to say. So I've already mentioned it. The soundtrack is amazing. The score, classic. Absolutely love it. And throughout the entire movie, you get this classic, like, horror B-movie-style vibes. Like, they know what they're going for in this movie. They're not trying to make this Oscar-winning movie. They're, they're going into this, hey, this is a video game. We gotta make it cheesy. We gotta, make it, we gotta get some cool stuff in there, some cool fights, some cool moments. Uh, we got to put some killer dialogue in there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to have fun with it. And I think they succeeded in that. I mean, if you take it, if you take this movie for what it is and what they're trying to go for, it is, it's fantastic. I mean, I think they nailed it for what they were going for. Is it going to win any Oscars? No. I mean, they should win an Oscar for the theme song. Just saying. But if you're going into this movie expecting some high-class action and high-class acting, dialogue, uh, settings, uh, CGI. You're not going to get that here, okay, guys? This is a cheap-made movie, and it's cheesy. And that's just what that's what you ought to expect when you go into this movie. And I, I don't know if this movie succeeds if you do it the other way, to be completely honest with you. Like, let's say... They got in some great name actors for this movie. And they all of a sudden have the best dialogue. And they made it super serious. Would this movie succeed? I don't know. It's hard to tell. We're going to find out. Because I don't know if this new movie, this new Mortal Kombat movie, if they're going to be leaning uh, more towards the super serious side of things. I'm kind of getting that vibe from the trailer, but there's also a little bit of cheesiness in it, so who knows? I do know that one thing that we have to talk about. We have to talk about the plot. The plot is, it, it, it honestly doesn't make sense. It seems like a bunch of this movie is just a collection of, of scenes. Like, one second Liu Kang is talking about how the tournament is nonsense and that he doesn't he doesn't want to do it and then the next second he all of a sudden wants to do it 
and then five seconds later, he wants to save the world, and it's, it's for the fate of the world and whatnot. But really, he's everybody knows what he's going there for. So he, him saying, oh, yeah, it's, a, it's the fate of the world. But that's not why you're going over there. And even Raiden is over there saying that's not why you're going over there for. So a lot of these scenes don't make sense back-to-back with each other. And that's what I've noticed now watching it more as an adult. Back then it was, I don't care. It looks cool. This is awesome. This is fun. And the, the movie can be downright silly at times. I feel like the one thing that we have to talk about, we got to talk about the one-liners. Now, this is a 90s, this is made in the 90s, okay, released in 95. So it's going to have that cheesy one-liner dialogue. Your soul is mine. Uh, finish him. Fatality. Uh, what, was, what was some of the others? Uh, flawless victory. Yes, uh, get over here. Get down here. All those lines, yeah, those are classic, but at times it feels like they're overused. Scorpion, not Scorpion. Uh, yeah, Scorpion, Scorpion, sorry. When he's like, get down here, get over here. It's like it, the voiceover just doesn't sound like it, it matches like him in the movie. Like It just seems like a very bad voice acting to me, like a, a voiceover. And it takes you out of the movie for a little bit. I'm granted this is back in the '90s, and I should I shouldn't criticize it for that. I understand, but that's that's me nitpicking a little bit. And the CGI did not age well at all. Back in the day, this movie looked hot. As a seven eight year old, absolutely loved this movie. I thought it looked dope. Now I'm watching, I'm like, oh god, that CGI is terrible. Like, that's awful. And overall, I think the characters are pretty one-note. There's not really any character development between them. Uh, Liu Kang gets the most development, obviously, because he's the, the main character. But overall, I mean, do we know anything about these characters? Yeah, Sonya Blade, her partner, got killed, and that's why she's after uh, Kano. Okay. But what else? All she is, she's on a vengeance mission to... Kill Kano, and she does, and then she basically just falls uh, to the back burner for the rest of the movie. And then Johnny Cage, uh, I mean, he was he was entertaining throughout the movie, but you don't get the sense that he's anything other than this sarcastic dude that is a martial artist that no one believes anymore. I mean, that's that's basically the only thing that you know about him. And they don't dive into any of these characters. They don't give any of them any backstories. Or any bit of... I will say, Johnny Cage had a little bit of personality. And so did Liu Kang. I actually liked the back and forth between them. But Sonya Blade, she had like no personality. And then that also leads me into my criticisms of the action scenes in general. From, for some martial arts, some kung fu, all that kind of stuff. The choreography is pretty terrible. They all seem wooden, and it's just bland and boring. In fact, uh, the reptile fight with uh, Liu Kang is probably my favorite. The last two fights are, are pretty good. Liu Kang and Shang Tsung, those two fights are were pretty dang good. I think uh, reptile might be 
my favorite, but the most hype fight was the Shang Tsung fight because it has the Mortal Kombat song in there. And that's when Liu Kang is doing all of his special moves. And speaking of special moves, what kid in the ni- who grew up in the 90s did not try to do the bicycle kick? I'll wait because I'm pretty sure every, especially every boy, everybody tried to imitate the bicycle kick. We all did it in the pool. We all did it in the bath. We all did it on the bed. And we were wrestling. Everybody. It's an iconic moment in this movie. And it's one of the things that has always stuck with me throughout my life. But yeah, Reptile Fight is probably probably my favorite. And then Shang Tsung Fight right after that is, is pretty good. But overall, it's just it's bad choreography. And it's just... I think that's one of the biggest missteps of the movie. I think you can go with the cheesiness. You can go with the bad dialogue. And, yeah, the plot doesn't really matter. No, technically the plot does not matter in this movie. Because, look, you're here for a fight. You know there's going to be a tournament. And that's really all you care about. But they don't really give you any hype for the tournament. It's just they just all of a sudden random order fight each other. Like, can we, like, there's no hype behind the actual tournament, and I'm not going to obviously criticize it for that, but I'm just saying, I, I would have liked a little bit of hype. Like, uh, I'm not saying there has to be an announcer or anything like that behind them, but just to, to explain the tournament a little bit better would be would be nice, to give it some backstory. They don't take any time to let the movie breathe to give you that backstory and to make you care for these characters who are putting their lives on the line for the fate of the world. I think if they would have given us a few more minutes with explaining the tournament, maybe a little bit better. Uh, They explained the tournament, but it was very poor uh, throughout the course of the movie. I think if they had done that, maybe we would have cared about these characters a little bit. Like, oh, oh man, they're putting their lives on the line. I should actually care about this guy a little bit. Uh, more than I am. And then I think if they put some more into the characters, I think this movie would have been significantly better. But, again, does this movie work if it's longer than an hour and 40 minutes? The the pacing really, really... See, at, at times it really helps it, but, like I said, when I come into these criticisms of, of the plot and the character development, yeah, the, the runtime kind of hinders that. But does this movie succeed if you add another 15 minutes to this movie to make it almost a two-hour-long movie? I don't know, because they're more in the mindset of, hey, let's get in, let's get out. Shut up. And let them make up their minds for themselves. Let's just make a cheesy, B-rated horror movie. Not horror movie, but an action movie. And despite, despite all of those complaints that I have with this movie, it is super entertaining. And... Like I said, I'm kind of iffy on the runtime. I'm kind of back and forth on it. Like, uh, can I want more? But do I really want more? I don't know. So I lean more towards the runtime being perfect, and I'll just take the hit on the plot and the character development. Because overall, this movie is fast-paced. It's got some decent fights. It's got some iconic scenery, some iconic fights in there. But overall, the choreography is not great. 
I I would have liked it a little, to be a little bit better uh, with the fights. The but but again, there's just some classic classic moments in this movie that after not even watching this movie for the last 15 years or so, I still remember this movie like the back of my hand. It's just it's iconic and it's classic and despite the cheesiness which makes it better and despite the dialogue and despite the poor action scenes this movie is entertaining as hell i i honestly can't even tell you cuz you you're probably listening to this and you're like how is any of that entertaining when you're talking nothing about negatives i t- look i don't make the rules guys i'm just telling you there's something about this movie that is super entertaining you can have a terrible movie and still love the hell out of it. I mean, that's what B-rated horror movies do fantastic at, right? Like, oh my god, this is awful, but it's amazing at the same time. Same thing with this. They knew what they were wanting to do with this movie, and they swung for the fences, and they got it. To me, hit a home run. I don't know if in the 90s you would have made a better Mortal Kombat movie, to be honest with you. And that's why, overall, I give this movie three stars. I think it's, if we're going with how good of a movie it is, uh, probably about a two. But I give it an extra star because of how entertaining this movie was. And this is a movie that I could watch over and over and over again and be completely fine with it. So if you can find this movie on sale, that's what I, I, I recommend. Granted, this movie is 25 years old. So it's $10 on Voodoo right now, digitally. I personally think that is too high. I think this movie should be 5 7 bucks max. And as far as box sets go, I don't know if you would want to buy this in a box set. You may just want to buy this first one. I haven't seen the second one since I was a little kid. And I just remember it being bad. And the stigma growing up has been, that's been the worst movie. So... I'm ready to review it. I'm ready to watch it and see just how terrible it is compared to this one. I remember the CGI being god-awful. God-awful. Even as a kid. So there you have it. I say get it on sale. I gave it three stars. I am going to add this movie to my Kung Fu list. I'm having a rankings on Letterboxd app. Letterboxd, B-O-X-D. You can follow me on there. Primate X. I'm starting a Kung Fu list on there, and I'm ranking them as I go. And I, off the top of my head, I don't remember where I put it, but I, as of now, it's 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 on my list for the top ten. I just absolutely adore this movie, and it's been like that since I was a little kid. And I'm I'm gonna go buy it, and I'm gonna be happy with it, and it'll be something I watch on a regular basis. But let me know what y'all think uh, about Mortal Kombat. Does this movie hold up to what you saw it when you saw it as a kid? Does it hold up? How does it fare in your mind? And I know I didn't rate this movie based off how well it stuck to the games, but you tell me how well it did in that regard. And I will be dropping the next Mortal Kombat review. I may do one of the animated movies. I'm not 100% sure about that one. Uh, but for now, it's just these two Mortal Kombat movies, and then in April, I'll do the final one. And then also, Monster Hunter is coming up review, uh, and I may review the new Wrong Turn. Not 100% sure on that. 
But stay tuned, guys. We got a bunch of reviews coming up over the next couple weeks, and I will catch you all next time.